0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. This is an hour dedicated to understanding a little more about ourselves, our beliefs, and how we approach enlightenment. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more, not just about the world we live in, but about how, what, and why we think as we do. An hour for the open-minded willing to challenge some of those old ideas behind who we are and who we might just become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. All right, last week our show was about shamanism. Our guest was Peter Calhoun, and he shared his own transformation from Episcopal priest to shaman. Michelle wrote, thank you for another amazing show. Kevin remarked, love Peter, excellent, sincere guest, and Eldon did ask the tough questions, and he answered them confidently and clearly. Nancy added, I hope you have Peter on again. It was too short. Richard wrote, I love the show. I consistently have the same question over and over. How do you know who and what to trust? A zillion people with visions and spiritual journeys, all with different stories. Kimberly wrote, love the show today, Eldon. Going to read Peter's book, Soul on Fire and Life Without Limits. Kerry wrote, I enjoy your show and thank you for the opportunity of the free downloads. Now, Kerry is referring to the free Intertalk MP3 program's we make available at intertalk.com. These are the real deal, the patent proven intertalk technology, and they're there for you as a part of our own pay-it-forward efforts. Just go to intertalk, I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K, intertalk.com, and choose free programs from the left-hand navigation pane. There are several titles there waiting to facilitate your personal growth journey. William wrote, we have found your products very helpful and effective. Wren wrote, I attended your conference in Washington, D.C. I greatly appreciate both the information that you shared and the manner in which you delivered it. Your lecture was both entertaining and informative. Switching to your lecture was one of the better decisions I have made. As soon as I finish reading, I believe I'll start on online programming. I also intend to tune into your radio show as often as my schedule permits and share your website and information with my friends. Thanks again for sharing this vitally important information. Well, thank you, Ren, for your feedback and for the pictures you emailed. I will use your letter to remind everyone out there that if you missed D.C., please join me in Pasadena in October. The details are all at hayhouse.com. Many of your favorite authors will be at the I Can Do It conference in Pasadena, so plan to attend if you can. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to Eldon at EldonTaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. We can't get all of your letters on the air, but they do impact our programming. And once again, I thank you for your feedback and continued support. Now to today's show, an exciting show in my view, <clears throat> Killshot with Major Ed James. What is Kill Shot? I was riveted as I watched the film titled Killshot. During the top-secret remote-viewing CIA and U.S. Army research program, trained viewers that were normally tasked with foreseeing the outcome of war-related events began picking up on a future occurrence. At first, these viewers, along with Major Ed Dames, today's guest, the program's senior operations and training officer, had thought their subconscious was projecting their fears. Well, it turns out that's not quite how it is. One of the more famous people to have worked on remote viewing is Ingo Swann. To the critics of remote viewing, Swann offers this, quote, It is interesting indeed why in our scientific times there should be a pogrom. Now, a pogrom is defined as an organized massacre of helpless people, such as, you know, what took place during the, the witch hunts and, uh, and how the sensities were persecuted during the Inquisitions of the Middle Ages. So let's go back now. As, as Swan said, scientific times, there should be a pogrom uh, that victimizes our species' superpowers by of biomind with its marvelous spectrum of sentiency. It may be that someone somewhere doesn't want that marvelous spectrum to be identified and developed. Close quote. We'll ask our guest today about his opinion with regard to so-called skeptics who might argue that it's all smoke and mirrors, tricks and chicanery. Our guest today certainly would know. Uh, Major Ed Dames is the world's foremost teacher of remote viewing the ability to perceive people, places, and events without using physical senses or special equipment. In the late 1980s, he served as training and operations officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency's Controversial Psychic Intelligence Unit, and is currently executive director of the Matrix Intelligence Agency, a private consulting group. Dames was a technical consultant on the Tom Cruise-produced feature film Suspect Zero, where he coached Sir Ben Kingsley and played the role of an FBI remote-viewing instructor. His size-spy experiences were the inspiration behind George Clooney's hit movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Major Edward A. Dames, United States Army retired, as a thrice-decorated military intelligence officer and an original member of the U.S. Army prototype remote-viewing training program. He served as both training and operations officer for the U.S. government's top secret psychic espionage unit. So let's get the man himself in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Major Ed Dames. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you join us, sir. I, you know, I, I've been looking forward to this show. I've known of you and your work for some time. Ingo Swann cited some of my work in his book, The Nostradamus Factor. You were originally trained by SWAN to produce psychically derived data. SWAN was under the direction of uh, Dr. Harold Putoff, head of the remote viewing laboratory at Stanford Research Institute at the time. Please flesh this story out and tell us all about it, particularly what it was like for you, a military intelligence officer, entering into this arena to be trained as a remote viewer.
1: Uh, It was very difficult uh, at first. I was... um... I was what was called in 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 my business a water walker. I was at the top of uh, my trade as a military intelligence officer, the Office of secretary of defense of up their cosmic levels of of intel and i my mindset was uh, a typical military officer you know who cares about the frigging whales and and the civilians and all that kind of thing so i I was not very uh spurious at what we would say now would be as, uh, spiritually oriented. So it was a, a, a big shock for me to find out that I had something called an unconscious that was uh, that I could not control because I was a control freak and uh and it was, it, it was uh, more than a revelation to me to find out that I had something inside of me that was greater than my my physical body as uh, as some people would say. And the training was, uh, uh, so the training was difficult for me. I, I had to confront my ego. I had to confront my analytical mind. And then I had to drop those. And that was, that was a tough road to hoe.
0: But you were also very successful at it. And, and, and I think that's one of the things, when I read um, the stories that have to do with uh, how skeptics approach uh, remote viewing, um, I'm 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 constantly reminded of the many times you have been accurate with uh various uh viewings that you have made public, say as on coast to coast, and I want to get to that before we get through this show. But you know, how does the human mind now, and, and I'm calling on your left brain as well as your experience at this point, how does the human mind process information? in such a way as to facilitate remote viewing?
1: Well, first, uh, uh, a syntax and grammar had to be discovered for how the unconscious part of our mind communicates accurately to consciousness. <clears throat> and that was the problem in a laboratory. That was never discovered until the remote viewing laboratory and, uh, at Stanford uh, uh, Research Institute, and until they put together this <clears throat> this sheet music, for how, for how that communication is is effective. Once that once that template was established, the syntax and grammar, then the ball began to roll. Then we could understand by studying people like Ingo Swann, the best natural psychics in the West. Because this was during the Cold War, so we we didn't use the the Czechs or the uh, Russians. We we studied their cognitive behavior. What were they doing when they were on target? When when a natural psychic was accurately describing something at a distance. What was going on cognitively in their mind? and We modeled this behavior, and then we turned that into something like sheet music that we just follow now as a standard procedure. So if we're looking at something like someone's lost dog or stolen nuclear weapon, it's all the same procedure. It all, it all follows the standard trainable procedures so that you and I and anyone can do this if, if we if we have by dint of our labor and our desires if we want to learn how to do it
0: you you actually teach remote viewing uh and I'm going to ask you at some point so let's just let's just flesh that out now if our audience is interested in learning to uh, pursue remote viewing or learning more about it how would they do that
1: uh, there's Two methods. One, I produced a series of DVDs that that teach this, and that's how most of my students learn it. And, that, and uh, I have a forum at learnrv.com that's all free, and very much, very many advanced students are in there to to help me as well. Or I have occasional workshops. Uh, my next one is in Reno, uh, Nevada New- in November, but the majority of my students learn via the DVD course.
0: Okay. You, uh, give me that website again.
1: LearnRV.com.
0: LearnRV.com. Okay. And your movie is, let's get that done, and we'll tend to our business and then go back to our conversation, TheKillShot.com, right? Well, that is a
1: separate entity. and I mean, remote viewers, over the years, my team – has produced a lot of information. We we told the Japanese in 2004 about Fukushima, that, that would happen, all those kinds of things that we were trying to save human lives. And we forecast in 2004, for instance, that there would be about a million people that would suffer uh, cancer and die as a result of Fukushima. But the kill shot is a separate entity because it, it is of, it, not that Fukushima is not of global it's not a global disaster because it is, but the kill shot is, is is something else. It's what we foresaw as a discontinuity in human cult evolution, cultural right. Culture right. Evolution.
0: And, and and I want to get to that. But what I meant is, you your website, thekillshot.com, is where people could go get the movie, right? Uh, the, <clears throat> yes, that's downloadable there. Okay, cool. Now, let's, I, I want to get to all of this, but there is so much that I want as just the ground rules so that we're communicating and, and we know that. How does a remote viewing, What what is? let me say it this way, what is the remote viewing process that you actually go through? How would it differ, say, then from uh, psychic prediction or astral projection?
1: Or, or altered states, because we yeah, used altered or, states before the advent of remote viewing. In the military, we we, we used altered states as well. Um, <clears throat> it's syst- Remote viewing is, is essentially systematic extrasensory perception. It, it, we turn our innate ability to be intuitive or psychic into a skill, period. And the way we do that is via this discovery of how unconscious communicates the conscious awareness accurately. In order to do this, we have to. We have a model. We don't have a theory yet. Western the scientific method requires replicability as well as a theory. We have replicability, but we don't have that theory. We're going to leave that to the academicians uh, and, and scientists to come up with. We have a model uh, for how we work. The model is that everything in the universe exists as a pattern of information. If I want to remote view you, for instance, it would uh, uh, at at uh, let's say last night, at some juncture, it would require about forty-five minutes of my time to put together a, 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 a diagram and and a description of where you were and what you were doing last night. But you could not stop me from doing that for for two reasons. One, I'm re- I'm remote viewing you. I'm perceiving you in the past. And two, I'm not. There's no energetic connection between me and you it's not telepathy there's no energetic connection at all i'm essentially turning my attention because this is an attention management skill to the way you exist as a pattern of information in some place we call the matrix Uh, before the movie the matrix they the Mm -hmm. line producers in hollywood took that term from my uh broadcast the matrix Uh, in fact I, i i trained carrie ann moss and other people uh in, in the movies, I have a lot of students who are very prominent, world-class physicians and, and actors and that because they're interested in this. But you cannot understand this until you're trained. There is no common denominator for what we do and how we do it out there. If, for instance, I were to teach you how to skate, ice I, I skate. I could begin a lecture by saying, well, it's like skiing. You put these things on your feet, and there's a slippery surface, and blah, blah, blah. But in terms of remote viewing, what we do, there is no way to describe how we work without training you. And when I was trained, I was in awe. You asked, you know, why I stuck with this and all that. What, what? what changed me i was in awe of what this thing called an unconscious could do when it was structured and disciplined like we are and so uh, that, that's kind of beating around the bush but what what we do is we take and we target just like a google search we use very specific search terms for instance uh, elvin taylor now or elvin taylor's a great-grandfather on his mother's side's birthplace, if we're interested in that. And then we turn that into a a, a, a structured search term. So we're not going anywhere. It's not an out-of-body experience. We're essentially, in, in terms of, you think of a holographic universe, that model, we're turning our attention to Eldon Taylor's great great Grandfather on his mother's side's birthplace. We want to describe that birthplace. You probably don't know about it, and but we can, as remote viewers, download all that information and go there, or tell you, uh, you know, where she was born and and uh, and walk you to that site.
0: So the discipline, if I understand you correctly, basically is tuning in to information that's already within Correct. or exists within this. Um, matrix, uh, this holograph, and, uh, and that's what you're bringing back. Now, you often bring it back as pictures, I understand. and, and,
1: and, uh, and descriptions. Okay. Because many times we, uh, for instance, let's say we're, we're looking at an enigma of whether it's a UFO or, or any, any enigma, or, or let's say the Chinese have developed uh, a secret weapon and we're, and we're describing this, this, this weapon. Well, it, it may not have a name even to the Chinese. It may have a code name, but the, so we're not interested in, in naming something. We're interested in descri- accurately describing it: its size, its shapes, its colors, its smells, its sounds, what it does, its functions, uh, the tangible and intangible ideas associated with it, and what its purpose and function is. That's what we. That's what our stock and trade is. <laughs> All right. Now,
0: I think the practical applications of remote viewing are pretty obvious, especially when it comes to espionage. But with that said, with the success that, uh, that you had at SRA, why did the government abandon the remote viewing research?
1: Oh, it was a white elephant, a hot potato. It was passed from, from agency to agency because there, there's having I having been in many black, deep, dark, units uh, in my career, sometimes those can be a liability to the powers that be. For instance, let me give you a a direct Mm -hmm. example. For many black units, for many uh, uh, hot potato units, hip pocket organizations in the Government. government, the president of the United States, the POTUS, is not briefed because the president needs to maintain plausible denial if something goes wrong that's associated with these units. The vice president is a brief, and obviously uh, the, the chiefs of staff and, and, the, and the secretaries of various services are brief. But the president sometimes is not brief, because if something goes wrong, like, for instance, the psychic unit uh, uh, it eventuates in some problem somewhere, the president needs to be able to say, I, I, don't, I know nothing about it. So that's one aspect. The other is, it, we, our particular unit, the the size spy unit, of which I was the, the the operations and training officer, we were viewed by some generals as being associated with the occult, and and the deep dark, you know, that that side of 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 of, 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 re, of perceived reality. So we were that's why we were compartmented and when somebody inherited us let's say some four-star general at the defense intelligence agency found out that they now possessed a unit that the psychic intelligence unit they wanted to get rid of it because their political future was may have been on the line if senators found out and then senate intel committee which we briefed found out that uh... we you know they were associated with something like this so it was a it was a real uh,
0: bugbear. The, the development of our own use of uh, remote viewing by way of intelligence agency, as I understand, it was, it was as a, a result of uh, keeping up with what we believed the Soviets were doing.
1: Yeah, the ten foot the ten feet tall syndrome we called it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Uh... I mean I have friends that have visited the Soviet Union and uh in fact Karl Schweiker uh is absolutely convinced that they were indeed successful at using remote viewing. Do you have any information on that that you can address? Oh yes.
1: Yes, uh, at the end of the Cold War. um by the way, I live in Lugansk on the, on the Russian border now. And I uh, my fiance is there. I've been there for 5 years. Mm-hmm. Um so I used to spy on uh, various cities and use agents on the ground and other esoteric tools. And now you know, I'm sleeping with the enemy, uh, <laughs> essentially. Uh, at the end of the Cold War, I met my counterpart. Uh, you can read about this in, in my autobiography uh, that's out there, out and about. I met uh, Ivan Sokolov, who was the civilian operations officer for the K- KGB's sense, That's the Russian word or uh, what we do, Extrasense Team. They were natural psychics. The Russians never learned how to train this. Uh, The GRU, the Russian military intelligence, tried to use drugs to induce altered states, but that doesn't work for reasons that, if you're interested, I can explain. And the KGB, uh, what they did was round up after, after, oh, I think they interviewed about a million Muscovites and, uh, and, and other Russians, found the best natural psychics and used them. To gather intelligence uh, uh, against the U.S. predominantly, there I met my counterpart after the Cold War was over, Ivan Sokolov, and and, uh, and one of his uh, deputies, and I I helped him establish a civilian company like I had as well. Yeah, they they actually did try to stop the hearts of rabbits and the, and all those kinds of things unsuccessfully, but they were very very successful. In remoteium very successful indeed. And interesting, a- anecdotally, during the spy unit U.S. spy unit days, the, the the U.S. Secret Service knocked on my door and said, "Look, we saw this publication that you published. It, we, in the intelligence uh, community, there's a lot of publications that are secret, and this one had to deal with with uh, psychic advances in uh, in Eastern Europe, the Soviet uh, erstwhile Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and they thought." They said, is President Reagan a danger here? Can we, we see they're trying, the Russians are trying to stop the hearts of rabbits and all this? Is the president in danger? And essentially I said, no, he's not. But the Russians can read his mind essentially and know everything he's thinking about. And at which point the K- two, these two Secret Service guys said, okay, thanks, we're out of here. <laughs> because their job was to protect the physical security of the president of the United States. They could care less about anything
0: else. Right. right. Let's pick this up when we come back. We've got a hard break coming up. Now, the book, your autobiography, that's Tell Me What You See, Remote Viewing Cases. Is that the book? Uh, Roger, it is. Uh, yeah, Great book. Great book. It's at Amazon for all of you out there. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on HayHouseRadio.com, radio that goes anywhere and everywhere. Our guest today is Major Ed Dames, and we're discussing... His work, his film, Killshot, his books, uh, the whole area of remote viewing. Check out his website. Uh, If you're not already in our chat room, this is a great time to join in the conversation. Just go to EldonTaylor.com forward slash chat. Stay tuned for these words from our friends.
2: Confusion, deception, manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost. Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization, filled with practical, real-life solutions, backed by scientific studies, and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? InnerTalk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. InnerTalk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier, from losing weight to stop smoking. Giving presentations to riding horses. Learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I N N E R T A L K.com. Innertalk.com. unlock the power of your mind this is provocative enlightenment
0: with eldon taylor and welcome back if you just joined us we're speaking with major ed dames and we're talking about uh, his work in remote viewing uh, a, a marvelous film kill shot which we're going to get to here in just a minute uh his website LearnRV.com. If you're interested in learning remote viewing, this this is the preeminent man, the preeminent method, the preeminent school. I'd uh, urge you to take a look at his website, LearnRV.com. Uh, I want to remind you, though, before we get back to the show, uh, to join me on Facebook as a friend or a fan. You'll always know where we are and what's on next when you do. Plus, many of the announcements only happen on my Facebook pages. And or in my newsletter. So if you're not receiving your free copy of my newsletter, be sure to sign up for it when you visit my website. All right, now before the break, Major Dames, I had asked you essentially why our government had abandoned this and whether or not the Soviets had been successful, and you gave us a pretty good picture of that. Um, you remote viewing now. I want to go right to this. This notion that the government has abandoned it, and yet, because of a lot of what re- the viewing uh, or the results, I suppose I should say, other remote viewers were, I understand there's a number of modern day Noah's ARCs, and, and in many countries. Tell us what that is, uh, a NOAA, modern day Noah's ark, and why these facilities exist.
1: I'm not sure I uh, comprehend what you're saying, Elton. About well, re- re- vis-a-vis uh, the topic, the subject at
0: hand. Okay. Well, let me let me come back and let's let's redress it this way. The kill shot in your in your film, the kill shot. We have a major um, solar flare a, rolling a at the earth. A
1: of, of very serious uh, solar flares that essentially turn the earth into a rotisserie.
0: Right, and and. <clears throat> If I understand correctly, acting in reliance on the information that a number of remote viewers, where you've all seen this same uh, future rolling at us, a number of governments have created sanctuaries.
1: Uh, Actually, uh, specifically, uh, 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 the one that that is most prominent is uh, the country of Norway has created a, a, a seed vault. And uh, very, very uh, perspicacious of them uh, at, to, to protect the uh, seeds, original seeds, not genetically modified seeds. So that is that it would be I think would fit some uh, p- part of what you're saying.
0: So so the whole idea of this modern day Noah's Ark, if we just go to that, how many other countries do you believe have positioned themselves anticipating an event of this nature?
1: Uh, Only Norway and the U.S. And uh, and in the U.S., it's a very secretive uh, operation, actually, and and, uh, parts of which I cannot talk about deals with the continuity of uh, government, uh, deep underground uh, bunkers and things like that 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 were originally perceived to be uh, um, uh, fallout shelters from a a nuclear war. But now governments realize that the sun is about to go on a rampage, and it will take down all modern uh, modernity. Uh, we're, we're so reliant on electronics, satellites, and all that. And all that will go away. And in order to, to, to wait out that storm, uh, people that have a lot of money and power have uh, built uh, shelters for themselves.
0: Okay. So now I, I just want to make sure that we have this clear. The kill shot itself is this series of solar flares, very very and powerful solar flares. Well, flesh that out for us. Tell us, tell us what you saw. What what it is that you expect? What it is that your film?
1: Um... Well, well, uh, originally when we were pre- we were taking a look as a military unit uh, over the horizon, uh, so to speak, the time horizon. We were running into what we called, what I call a discontinuity, discontinuity in, in terms of human evolution, a cultural evolution, where even, even all the war, for instance, all the warring parties, and there are many wars uh, all the time, unfortunately, the, the the soldiers look up in the sky, literally, and then go home, and then... Everything stops and we were, we, we, in, in, in terms of, of, of movement of troops and armies and these kinds of things, because that's what we were focused on, obviously. That's what your tax dollars paid us to do. And, we, and we, my, my, my thought was, okay, what's, what's going on here? What's stopping life on Earth as we know it? And uh, so we turn our attention to the cause of all these soldiers going home because their priorities were eclipsed by something else. What was that something else? well, make a long story short. It was our own star going on a rampage, producing very powerful solar flares over periods of time and as you know, this is solar I think this is solar cycle twenty four and uh, we 're about we feel that in two thousand and thirteen that this is a, this is going down this this event is going down. The sun will produce a series of very powerful solar flares that will take down all of the satellites, all of er- many Earth's power grids, for te- technical reasons that people can look up on on the internet. And <clears throat> there will be a mad there will be Mad Max scenarios in a lot of developed countries. Now, the underdeveloped countries, they really won't. Uh, other than the the desiccation and the and the and the loss of water and and lives lost because of that they won't realize too much of a difference. It's only the developed countries that are dependent upon electronics and telecommunications that are really going to uh, know there's a big difference. But the SMADNAC scenario is realized as a result of the sun uh, affecting electronics and the, 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 the loss of water because the Earth's atmosphere will heat up over time and a lot of water sources will be will be uh, gone so my team and I spend a lot of our time concentrating on where the zones will be the survival zones where there will be fresh water those kinds of things
0: yeah and, and tell us share with us what you uh, what you found my understanding is it's not too awful favorable for some areas in the, in the globe the southern hemisphere is really going to suffer a lot of damage.
1: Uh, we're not sure technically. We have ideas and, and, and uh, um, hypotheses about why the southern hemisphere will be affected so greatly, but there are very few survival zones in the earth's southern hemisphere. Um, <clears throat> very few. In the northern hemisphere, there are a lot of survival zones, but not in places like uh, for 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 other than than geophysical reasons. Not in places like China, because the population density. Is so great in places like uh, China and other places in Asia that even though this, that, the 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 solar flares may not essentially affect those areas as much, it will still take down a lot of of uh, of, of uh, infrastructures, and the people the Mad Max scenario will reign, and therefore it's difficult to survive because your fellow man is going to kill you and eat you and rape your wives and children, that kind of thing. So the uh, that there's a lot of elements that go into the survival type of thing, and that's why remote viewing has direct knowledge is so powerful and so useful uh, because it, it can point out exactly, personally where you should go, to wait out the storm.
0: And is that why you you live in Russia now, or so no, close to no, Russia? Uh, no,
1: no, I know that's not why. And my sanctuary, but, th-
0: but that is one of the areas where there's a a, a great deal of natural sanctuary, isn't it?
1: No. No, I live there only because my fiance uh, lives there. We we have a sanctuary in another place, hmm. uh, in, uh, in another area too. But we have to be able to get there in order to survive. So you have to act upon knowledge. Knowledge is right. knowledge should be protected by wisdom, but and and should be shared. But you have to act upon it. So if we don't act on that, we're going to fry too. Now,
0: 2013. That's the first time I've heard that date. Uh, I've heard uh, that you for all intent and purposes didn't want to put a date on it because you really can't see in time, but, but you followed episodic events. And there were certain um, events that would take place in the world. And uh, some of these events you, you've, uh, you forecast, I mean, you, you on coast to coast uh, talked about the shot across the bow uh, that would be a preceding event to this major event. I believe, you know, why is it that you've now settled on twenty thirteen
1: it's it's an analytical conclusion based upon all of my team's uh work that that that's all and, and yes it's true we cannot mind this outside of time so we have to be very careful we have to we have to attend our search terms with what we call temporal qualifiers past now present near term those kinds of things. Because, as, again, if I just remote view elvin uh, Taylor, then my mind can pick you up at, at, as a neotenate at, at any point in your life. Uh, 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 and we, so we have to dictate to unconscious where we want to pick up elvin Taylor. Now, right. in the future, those kinds of things. But in, in, in the case of the kill shot sequence, this, these massive solar flares, we spent so much time on this, researching the the, the nearest preceding recognizable events, those kinds of things, that we're now, uh, I am, I am uh, not certain but convinced enough to, to, to move to protect my family that these events will occur in 2013.
0: Okay, now, if I understand the sequence of rights, we're going to see prior to this activity in North Korea that is nuclear in nature. Is that we,
1: correct? Uh, correct. We uh, uh, about uh, twenty-five years ago, oh, uh, uh, maybe twenty-two years ago, we 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 looked at the next uh, use of a nuclear weapon in anger, where there would be a massive loss of casualties. So that 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 kind of a search term. We have technical ways of setting this up, and that event that popped out of that research. Was a, a nuclear blast on the Korean Peninsula uh, with with a North Korean weapon. We don't know if it's a ground blast now or or or, uh, or, uh, or the nature of the weapon itself. We don't think it's a a, a missile uh, weapon. We think that it's a, uh, something else. But that what like a a mine yeah, uh, designed like a mine. to yeah. Like a like a mine, that okay. uh, it's an interesting scenario. It looks like a, a, a battle will begin on the Korean Peninsula. U.S. and South Korean troops will be drawn into the North, and then the North will top this as a surprise. That's the kind of thing where we we perceive the way this will go down. But the use of that weapon will 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 really be the advent with we, we, the the most the largest recognizable event. Prior to this solar kill shot sequence, that's what we put together, and so we feel we're right on the heels of that. We're on. We're in the breach.
0: All right. So <clears throat> it, 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 we're looking at a very narrow time frame here, and of course, what pops into my mind when you squeeze the window down uh, is all the prophecies that have to do with the Mayan calendar and December twenty first, twenty twelve. And, and I have to, you know, I, I admit to being one of those that has boohooed that and basically said, you know, look, the Gregorian calendar ends every year and we don't have some major apocalyptic or eschatological event. Do you see this as uh, corresponding, these solar flares corresponding to this positioning, the changing of the planets, etc.?
1: Negative. Not no, no relationship whatsoever. In fact, it's like Y2K. I, I was on uh, national radio many times years ago, and I was asked over and over again, what about Y2K, what about Y2K? And I said, look, we, we're not picking up anything about Y2K. There's no change. There's nothing happening at all. And it's the same thing with the Mayan calendar. Just, there's no, it's inconsequential in, in in terms of what I'm stating about the sun. It just isn't, I believe, there's no,
0: uh, connection whatsoever. Okay. Now, now let me ask this. I mean, <clears throat> I relate to you when you say, uh, you were very left brain and, uh, we'll, we'll call it a spiritual, uh, but you now have become a spiritual person. And, uh, I, I guess there's this, this, uh, tendency to want to hope that perhaps something could be done to change this. And I know that you would have looked at that. So I'm just going to bottom line, Major, uh, is there anything that can be done to to change this forecast, this outcome?
1: Uh, There's things that could be done by other entities and other agencies that are not necessarily – material or terrestrial based. But in, I, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer and I believe in angels and miracles uh, absolutely. I, I'm a, an adamant uh, believer. But I don't, my, my my guess is that I don't think that mankind at this juncture, our juncture in time, has reached the threshold where enough people are coherent enough between their hearts and their minds to, to to change what's going to happen. I think that, that our, we haven't evolved uh, far enough to do that. So I'm not hopeful in that regard.
0: Well, of course, that's not the answer that we want to hear. So uh, what we do want to hear at this juncture, then, let's assume you're correct. You have this right. Uh, let's assume that uh, despite the best efforts of many, and we'll all uh, insist on Bringing our best efforts to it, that it, we're unable to uh, stop uh, the occurrence as you see it. What what should we do to best protect ourselves, our families? Uh, How should we respond? How are you responding?
1: Well, it has to be done at an individual level. For instance, and in, as remote viewers, if we can if we can remote view a future event, it already exists in time. <laughs> Otherwise, we would not be able to describe it. It already exists in time. The heck with all this parallel universes and alternate No, This stuff's coming, to, going down. That's why we're describing. But as an individual, you can choose whether or not to participate in that event or what or or act upon the information. Uh, practically speaking, we have to, except for some cases, some cases which I'll elaborate upon momentarily. You've got to be out of the cities. You can't be in the city. The city is not going to be a good place to for you and your families. But number two, you've got to be in a place where there's fresh water. That's absolutely, absolutely necessary. And if there's fresh water there, there should be fish to eat because the skies will be darkened and it will be difficult to grow plants. But fish can, can survive for a couple of years on algae and dark skies. That's important as well, too. And, uh, and all of the other practical considerations uh, apply after those two big ones. But don't this bunker mentality is not the way to go because people need people. If you have an abscess tooth, you're going to die. You need a dentist. And if you're not a dentist, you need one. People need each other. So the bunker mentality can last only so long. You're going to run out of ammo. You're going to run out of food. You have to be in a place that's sustainable. And that's what we call these sanctuary locations. A lot of my clients these these days, and I don't have, really have time to, to do any more client work, but clients are interested in sanctuary, personal sanctuary locations. Those are important things. Fresh water and be out of the cities. And you'll have notice. You'll see that this is going to start slowly. The power grids will go down. You need a, you need to have a full tank of gas to get out of the cities, but you need to know where to go. And that's important. So as individuals, we can, again, we can choose to participate or not.
0: So if I get you correctly, we should perhaps find some small city where there's a retreat area or... Or something that is is our place that we would go to, that is out of the major cities. As this event begins to unfold, it would be kind of our runaway place. Have Minimally I got that right?
1: Correct. Minimally correct. Or learn remote viewing, and then and then uh, and then turn your attention to your own sanctuary, and and that'll give you specifics.
0: And what would be the advantage then, major, of um, deciding that I wanted to learn to remote view today? Well, oh, well, for me,
1: pers- personally speaking, it, it was the idea that uh, I, it changed my life, and I can uh, that I can know anything I want. In term, there are some things beyond our ken, of course. Humans have a bicameral brain, and we process information. Our our, cent- our CPU, our central processing unit, handles a lot of stuff. And there's some patterns of information out there that are beyond our ken in terms of our software and our hardware, our biological software and our hardware. But for me, knowing that I could know anything was was pretty aweing uh, for me and knowing that my life was uh, my own lifespan is limited that it, and there are so many questions that I would have it 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 became paramount to me to address what are the most important questions in my life because of, you know, if you can know anything, what do you really want to know in the limited time span that you have as as a, a corporate being? So that became very important to me, and I began to turn my attention to myself. Uh, what am I? What's man? Who am I? Well, you know, in in terms and in, and in, in what in what box am I? And uh, or how many boxes are there that I exist in? Those kinds of things. And I I began to study myself about uh, 25 years ago, and and I'm very happy with with what I've discovered.
0: So if you know that you're basically sitting here and you might have a year before you're going to play with some um, end-world scenarios, uh, the advantage of maybe deciding to learn to remote view right now is the same advantage it'd be gained from – just inner reflection meditation i mean it is not that it's the same but it it leads us back to discovering who we are why we're here so the so instead of turning our energies maybe towards fear we should turn them towards self-discovery toward uh, nah, really nah. important issues again
1: well for uh for me i think uh, you know i did that i i've done that and i'm very happy with the work but there's still uh, we have personalities that are different and uh, we need to attend to the things that make us happy. For me, because remote viewing is so precise and so technical, it was developed. as Its genesis as a military intelligence collection tool uh, was a result of the CIA demanding something that could produce as much information, technical information, in a short a period of time as possible. For instance, where is the hydrogen leak on the space shuttle? Where is the, the air leak on, on Biosphere 2? Those kinds of things. So these We have to describe things technically. What I did with this faculty, with the, these kinds of things, is turn my attention to medical problems. Not my own, but other people's. You know, where... You know, why uh, some of my students have been the, the world's leading doctors, and i 've asked them to bring to my classes as a practicum their most intractable problems. Why did this person die, or in case of a veterinarian, why did this dog why was this dog paralyzed? These kinds of things and and turn these into projects. Where we solve them, where uh, u using a tool that no other tool can can discern because remote viewing is direct knowledge. So, as a result of that, I've been able to solve to, to save many lives, and by telling doctors, "Hey, here's where the problem is, right here. This is the you know in the spleen or or this particular vertebrae or or whatever."
2: Or here's the
1: psychological problem because we can bypass all the hypnosis thing. We, it's direct knowledge. Hypnosis has to go through a series of gates to get to the knowledge. Why does this little girl have ag- agoraphobia, or uh, why is she afraid of open space? As well, remote viewers in forty-five minutes can tell you. When this, was a, when this woman was a little girl, she was sitting on the park bench and, and she was terrorized. And by you adults.
0: have gone, Major, right where I wanted you to go. You see, the tool, remote viewing tool, is an indispensable tool. Uh, if we're going to survive, and many of us are going to survive, it would become even more valuable. Yes, where uh, In about 30 the... seconds, tell everybody again how to learn more about remote viewing from you, sir.
1: LearnRV.com.
0: LearnRV.com, it's a and, great uh, site.
1: I have, I will have a a a, a small limited uh, workshop, a basic workshop in Reno. uh, on uh, November 3rd and 4th. And and the information will be there soon about that
0: work. It's also on LearnRV.com. It's a great website. Go there now. Major, we appreciate you being with us and sharing the information. We're going to have to bring you back again. Maybe we'll bring you back in 2014. (laughs) Hopefully. And we'll have a discussion about 2013. (laughs) That would be my prayer. Sir, again, thank you. We've come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment, and I want to thank you all for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our show, and we'll join us again next week, same time, same place. Remember, you know, knowledge is power. Knowing some of these things may not be what you want to know, but it may be what saves your life. All right, wherever you are in the world, remember, until next time, believing
2: in yourself always matters.